oh boy oh shit we got um, some bubbleage yeah me too oh welcome. goodness hey everybody <laughs> welcome to episode 14 of the gaming and drinking cast um travis you know that old saying fool me once shame on you fool me uh, twice shame on me yep fool me three times you're playing with yourself yeah that's that that's the saying as i know it for sure yep um i think george w bush said that if i'm not mistaken <laughs> so i think we're officially playing with ourselves right now uh, uh <laughs> it's a, because it's a little, uh part little uh deja vu up in here yeah this is this is our third try recording this episode because um we were trying to use obs and skype before uh we're still going to try to do that again in the future but for now we are going to stick with what we got right now and that's zoom because the, the tried and true method the first time we tried to record, we uh, had a really bad echo coming in. Second time we were trying to record, we were I had messed around with a bunch of sound settings, and then we lost Travis completely in the recording, even though I could hear him fine on the mic. So now I'm not recording episode 14 four times. So we're we're here. We're doing doing episode 14, and this one's gonna work. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> but we, uh, hope. we say yeah. that now. This would be the first time. Yeah. Oh my god! If Zoom craps out on us, Zoom I swear to God, I'm just yeah. done. I'm done. I quit. <sighs> wow. uh, but yeah, we we since this is our third try, we decided to we're go doing something and, a little different with the beers tonight. Yeah, we're we're both drinking the same one. We we had an event over at uh, Bottles or no, not Bottles, Total, Total Wine last mm-hmm. week uh, with Travis's brewery, New Serum, and. Um, so we were both there doing our job and we decided, you know, while we're here, let's go ahead and get our beers for the podcast. So we got either the same beer or beers from the same brewery for yeah. the whole show tonight. So we can actually be drinking the same thing and, and saying what we think about them. Yep. So Travis, what, what do we have here? So this is the Golden Drock. Uh, I can't even begin to pronounce the name of this brewery. Brauru Van, Steen- <laughs> Van Steenberg. I think Mary Von Steenberger's, this is her brewery. Uh, this is a quad, 9,000 quad is what it's labeled as. So if you're familiar with the Belgian triple, this is the step up from that. This is another this is Belgian Belgian quad. So it, it's, it says an exceptional golden amber quadruple ale. The tagline at the bottom says high fermentation, secondary fermentation, and then contains four times malt than a lager. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of malts. Beer, so <laughs> i'm not the this, biggest uh i'm not the biggest I, belgian beer guy see I, I love belgians and i love triples so i'm excited about this um well triples have a ton of malt yeah yeah i don't like malts in the way like the sense of like a like a schlitz malt that kind of malty oh like, like a malt where, beverage where, right where it's too much malt and that's all you can taste but well I cheers buddy look at look at the color of this thing it is beautiful yeah nice and copper mm, let's try this thing out That's pretty damn good. It's good. Definitely multi on that back end, though. Oof. Yeah. Woo. Started out right. Oh, we should say this is a 10.7. Yep. 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 And it is a Belgian triple in the truest sense because it is literally this brewery is based out of Belgium. So, yep. It's uh, in Erkveld, Belgium. All our Belgian Definitely. listeners. Uh, exactly where that is. If you could just give us the proper pronunciation of anything on this bottle. It'd be great. Literally, literally any of the words. <laughs> any word. I don't think, I don't think even golden, golden, 
is Gubendrak. Is oh wow. Let's, yep. That was yep. very good. Very close. <laughs> uh but yeah so welcome everybody um we have been like i said we've tried recording a few times um a little other bit of news uh i had some interesting run-ins with my neighbors last night <laughs> oh yeah yeah um, what, what kind of interesting so saint patty's was this past weekend right it was saturday and me and Travis, we both went down to five points in Columbia and ended up getting pretty drunk. Um, and then I, after we Ubered back, uh, I, me and Katie had a couple people come over and it's not even nine o'clock PM yet. And my next door neighbor, he sucks. He sucks really bad. He, he uh. loves to come and bang on my door and tell me to keep it down, even when I'm not being loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at like eight 45 on St. Patty's day, he comes and bangs on my door and is like, y'all need to keep it down. We had two people over yeah. <laughs> and, um, so I'm like, okay, whatever. The next day I get an email from the front office that says, Hey, uh, everybody in 121, it was just addressed to all of us in 121. And it was like, we know someone in there is smoking marijuana. And, uh, next time we, next time we hear about it we will call the cops i don't smoke wow weed. <laughs> I, I don't smoke weed um i know one of my neighbors does i'm not going to say which one um but the one that does he's super chill great guy really yeah. cool dude um but anyways so last night um the neighbors downstairs um were playing music pretty loud actually very loud at like midnight which you know it's annoying, but whatever. We're in an apartment. So I texted him because I have his number and I said, Hey man, mind just turn it down real quick. Kind of work tomorrow. He's like, yeah, that's cool. An hour later, uh, I hear someone banging on his door and I thought it was my other neighbor going downstairs to bang on his door. So I went outside to go be like, yo, quit banging on everybody's door. Yeah. And it was the cops banging on his door. What? <laughs> yeah. And so my next door neighbor called the cops on the literal kids that live downstairs how old is this guy uh the the next door neighbor he's got to be in his 40s um and then the kid downstairs is in his he's 20 yeah um and so like oh my god this guy sucks so bad i really hope he i i hope he hears this right now yeah i mean apparently he can hear everything in there yeah right whatever he can that's yeah. that's uh, I I that's one reason I don't want to ever live in an apartment complex again. I just hate like worrying about what other people think and what other people <clears throat> their business. I like to listen to my shit loud, you know. Yeah. I like to I like to do the the thing. And you kind of got it just comes with the territory if you're in an apartment, shit happens, you know. Like it, it's just it's yeah. how it is. Like especially one that's like not like a it's not like we live in a five star resort apartment. It's like mm-hmm. we live in a uh not shitty but just like totally middle of the road apartment. Yeah. And uh you're gonna hear shit through the walls. Just yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, uh, the spacing in that those apartments are really like they're not spread out. So you're no, gonna it's right on top of with, each other. Yeah. Just comes with the territory. So that is how last night went. Um, I called the dude today and I was like, Hey, how'd that go last night? Because I know he didn't open the door for the cops. <laughs> they just they ended up they ended up just leaving after like nice. 20 minutes of banging on the door. Um, nice. smart, which is how you should do it. If yeah. you're ever if, know your rights, people know your rights. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so they left and then I called him today and I was like, Hey dude, just wanted to like, make sure y'all are good. He's like, Oh yeah, we're good. It's like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. it, by the way, it wasn't me that called the cops. <laughs> yes. Travis is not my next door neighbor. I'm sure that, that he knows that it wasn't you. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. if they know the other guy, they're like, Oh, it was definitely this fucking guy that did it. Oh, they know. Yeah. They know exactly who it was. Cause the guy came and banged on his door first and the kid downstairs answered the door was like dude you you really need to quit doing this yeah and then i guess he called the cops after that sounds like somebody needs an attitude adjustment <laughs> oh I, I ran into him today um he was at the top of the stairs about to come down and i was at the bottom of the stairs about to come up and i just looked at him and i just gave him the, like do not do not yeah. fuck with me right now yeah do not fuck with me so i walked up the stairs and he like literally just like moved out of the way completely it's like yeah yeah like, yeah that's right because you're too passive aggressive to actually do anything say anything to my face right just <sighs> knock on your fucking door yeah oh that's the worst that sounds terrible yep he is so we're we're nah i got plans nice. <laughs> I, won't, I won't put them on the internet <laughs> <laughs> just in case you never know <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways how's your week been dude uh it's been busy i've got a lot of stuff going on um i had we had a lot of fun on st patty's and then i felt like i spent most of monday recovering from that it was a yeah. long weekend for me uh saturday and sunday were both pretty busy but we went to um or I've, I've been going to like different accounts and trying to keep up with the summer blitz or the warm weather blitz i should say because in south carolina it's it's been 75 to 80 all week uh, even though it's just March. So yeah. the weather gets nice. I start to do more events. I've got a lot of events lined up and a lot of accounts that want, that need stuff from me. So I've been doing a lot of, you know, trying to put out a bunch of fires and keep people happy, open up new accounts and things like that. And um, I'm also doing stuff in Charlotte, North Carolina still for, for the moment. And that's been difficult because uh, I, I don't live anywhere near there. So um, <laughs> traveling up and then trying to keep everybody happy has been it's, it's been a long week hold on my phone's ringing there we go all right um so i'm, I'm a little i'm a little tired but uh doing good i'm i'm very happy i've been playing a lot of video games it's kind of heck yeah been keeping me sane is is uh i've been discovering a lot of we'll, we'll get into it later my rom stuff but um discovering a lot of old games that i've been loving and um really just looking and researching that stuff has been kind of like my relaxed time you know my downtime I, mm -hmm. I come home and like i'm like i just want to look up some old shit you know like see some stuff mm -hmm. from my childhood uh, I, i've got this youtube channel that i play a lot called relaxing snes music SNES oh i music. love that yeah yeah and it's just like a bunch of like some of the song a lot of the songs i know so it's nostalgic but then there's other songs i don't know which is like a cool discovery too and then i see some of those songs i'm like because it puts the box art of the video game up and i'm like oh i should check that game out because that music's so good <laughs> heck so, yeah um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. Just trying to maintain yeah, dude. <laughs> some semblance of, of, uh, sanity right now as it gets, yeah. we're, we're going to the busy season for us, uh, for yeah. beer people. Cause the weather gets nicer, people start drinking a lot more. So also it's reset season at the freaking grocery stores. And yeah. I hate yeah. that. I really, hate that, that really sucks. <laughs> it sucks, especially because for your company, like you don't have a ton of stuff in there. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like you're fighting for the space for the few things you do have. Yeah. And then a lot of time, the other 
the distributors will be like, why aren't you, are you going to come to this reset? Like, no, <laughs> I have six things there. You have 76. Like, what, yeah. what do you want me to do? Like, no, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to go help you move 50 crates so I can move three. Right, exactly. Uh, and they get really pissy about that shit, but like, you know, what are you going to do? Get pissy really with care. me. I, want to, I hope they get pissy with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm steaming. I'll pretend they're my neighbor. <laughs> I mean be an interesting little showdown then i think <laughs> yeah so i was telling katie i was like so their apartment is like we're both on the second floor uh their porch faces the back my porch faces the front um and in the back is like the little uh area where i take the dogs to go to the bathroom and like we always clean up their poop and all that but i'm like mm-hmm. katie instead of taking the poop over to the trash can we should mm-hmm. just throw it up onto their porch every time after. Yeah, that. I like it. Yeah. Make that is a that, trash can. Is that your is that the plan you're putting out on the internet right now? It's part of it. I it's like it. it. It's part okay. one. Or should it be part two? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you just sound finger gun the entire internet. Huh? You just like sound finger gunned the entire internet. <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to do the yeah it didn't work um so how's the how's the job going are you guys crushing yeah. it right now yeah yeah um you know uh i don't want to i don't want to talk about numbers on the job and, and, and yeah we're doing we're doing good we're doing all right yeah. um but you know i have been uh playing some new games some new old looking games. I know you've been playing some old games, old new yeah. looking games. I've been playing some new old looking games. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. <laughs> um, so one game I have been playing lately. And where uh, could they where could people see footage of this game if they wanted to? Yeah. So um, and I, yeah, I, I have done some streaming on twitch.tv slash gaming and drinking of vampire survivors. Dude, dude, that game might be my new wind down for the night game it seems like a perfect game for the wind down of the night game yeah like, just like one one or two rounds mm-hmm. all right i'm good time to go to bed mm-hmm. um i love the so for people that don't know it is a i don't even know what you call the gameplay portion of it it's like an auto battler i guess is the best it's way to a play it. twin stick shooter with one stick yes yeah. okay yeah because you're, um, you're not you're not i guess you do have some firing and some on some of the it's weapons all based like you know based on which weapons you have i've come to realize you know where they're gonna shoot yeah um if you play just a few rounds you'll know how all the all the different weapons work um but they're all they all automatically fire everything's on auto fire and everything's on mm-hmm. auto aim so it's all about where your character is on the screen in relation to the enemies um and so it's it's crazy fun oh my god like the first couple rounds that i played travis was on the stream with me and Mm -hmm. i was like screaming like a schoolgirl during like (laughs) because there's just like like you get swarmed and you have to figure out how the hell am i going to get out of here and you have to know where your guns are going to be shooting to Mm -hmm. get out of there um we we should also say that the so it's the gameplay of the twin stick shooter with one stick but it's the aesthetics of a castlevania 
So it's got the pixel graphics, the art style, the even the animation looks straight out of a Castlevania game. Oh yeah, and some of the and, weapons they, they've got. The, yeah, definitely they've got the, the boomerang Bible. cross. They've got yeah, the axe, the, Bible. the whip, the Bible, the holy mm-hmm. water. Like all but of almost it. all of it is completely <laughs> based around Castlevania aesthetics, and the 100%. music is very very reminiscent of Castlevania as well. And the it's and the main menu. Yeah, the menu. The main the, menu looks exactly it's got like, like a, a Castlevania. It looks like an NES Castlevania like box art, <laughs> like the way the Dracula is like in the back or whoever. Oh Empire yeah, is in the background. Um, very very cool aesthetic. Uh, that fits. It, it it makes I think to me it makes the gameplay go a long way because I, it just looks so good. Like you're all these thousands and thousands of enemies that sometimes and they're piling on the screen. And they look oh, like yeah. a bunch of little Castlevania enemies. It, it's very cool. I beat it last night, and I think on my finishing run i beat like twenty thousand enemies jeez in one run because awesome. <laughs> they awesome. like toward the end dude it's literally just a totally blocked screen of just a sea of enemies with your guy in the middle just trying to make his way out but there's so no out that- there's no out because it is an endless like yeah, two-dimensional screen that you're walking towards so you can keep going up and up and up forever and you'll never reach the end. The mm-hmm. whole point of the game is just to survive for 30 minutes. And then once uh, so, you do that, then death himself comes with his like scythe and hood and just grabs you. And it's like, you're dead. Uh, <laughs> so every time I watched you play, you got killed by this like sudden skeleton mob, I guess that would just uh-huh. like come down from the top and just like, there were so many that you couldn't get out of it. Uh, how did you finally beat that? Because I assume it keeps doing that. Well, the more you play, the more you level up, uh, you keep unlocking new weapons and new modifiers. Um, there was one in particular called Garlic. Yeah, that, Garlic. I saw Garlic. That seemed to help a lot. That one basically damages and knocks back enemies who get close to you. And mm-hmm. uh, if you keep leveling up Garlic, it'll do enough damage to where like most enemies can't get close enough to you to do damage. Right, um, right. And then there's another one that freezes time. It's called like the clock lance mm-hmm. or something like that. And uh, the reason they, and it free, it freezes enemies in place. And when they're frozen, they can't do damage to you and you can just walk right through them. And um, so the reason they call it the clock is because it on, it's on that auto fire and it fires first, it fires up. Then it like, every time it fires, it fires like in a rotating clock. Oh, cool. Movement. That's awesome. So like, if you have it leveled up enough and there's like a whole screen of enemies around you, it'll just go pew, 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 pew. And like, like all the guys in every direction will just like slowly freeze. All around. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so cool. Oh, so That's good. Great. It's, and I should say it is $3 on steam. It's in early access. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like if they keep it like modifying this game and adding more stuff, adding more levels, adding more enemy types, mm-hmm. Um, even though the enemy types, they all do the same thing. All they do is walk toward you. <laughs> but yeah, some, they, are, some are faster. Some yeah. are like take a lot more damage. Yeah, um, so, some are faster. Some are spongier. Some do more damage. Um, some don't walk at all, like the flowers that just appear out of nowhere. Oh yeah, those they just stand still, but like they take so much damage to kill, and they form like a whole ring around you. Yeah, so, so the best way to there. do that is to just they don't damage that much so you can just like walk right through them and just take a little bit of damage yeah. and then go find a floor chicken uh, <laughs> that's what they call the turkeys yeah because in the in the in castlevania they're called wolf wolf meat or something like that <laughs> yeah 
chicken. Great game though, and that's a, that'd be a good title for this episode if you if we did episode <laughs> titles. Floor chicken. Floor chicken. <clears throat> I mean, I'd love some. I've eaten floor chicken. Who 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 amongst us has not eaten floor chicken? No, we're not Nobody. too good for it. We're Nobody. not too good for it. Yeah, I'll eat some floor chicken. Uh, so yeah, if you get the chance, I highly recommend that game. It is addicting because um, it is kind of a rogue light in that you do get a currency where in between when you die, there are permanent upgrades that you can get um, whenever you find gold on the ground. So you can do more damage, you can have more health, all that good stuff. Um, that you There are different char- like characters you can play with and each one has a different buff and starting weapon. Um, so there's a lot of variation on the gameplay, but it's such a simple mechanic for the gameplay yeah. that uh, the fact that they were able to make this into such a fun and interesting game is pretty, it's, it's, pretty it's impressive. Because <laughs> I, I love Castlevania, and I remember hearing about this game a few months ago, but I was totally not into it because I don't really like like endless type games. Um, but watching you play it, I'm like, oh, that looks extremely my jam. <laughs> like very much my jam. Yeah. It does seem like the perfect wind down game. Like you said, like just like a, a game like that, that has like a repetitive nature that you know what's coming and you can, mm-hmm. as long as you know the the layouts, you can kind of like predict what's going to happen. It's perfect for that kind of thing. So yeah. I, and, I you that. know, the longest you're ever going to have to play is, is 30, 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Uh, that being said, there are you level up the entire time by collecting these little blue gems that are everywhere and when you level up um a little menu pops up and you get to choose which power up you get moving forward and um you have to keep trying to level up because um if you don't if you try to beat that game with the base startup starting loadout you're going to be screwed pretty quick um so you level up so much that it does add quite a bit to that 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then also you run around and you find these little chests. Um, And when you, when you find the chest, if anybody has ever played, uh, uh, what the heck are they? What are those machines? The gotcha. No, the slot machines. Um, If you've ever played a slot machine and seen a (laughs) jackpot on it, it uh, basically does the same animation as a slot machine. Like the chest opens up and then like, Things start shooting and coins start shooting in the air. It's like that's exactly what it does. They, that's you nailed it. That's exactly what it does. But Sounds then, dude, like there's a- like the whenever you find some chests, only like one little ribbon of items pop up, and you get like one power up. But then you can get another if you, like they're more rare. But you can get one chest where like three ribbons will pop up, and you'll get three power ups. Mm-hmm. I got one last night. And today on the run I just did where it's five power-ups pop out of it at one time. Yeah, I saw the three, but five, that's a game. That's a whole new game at that point. And then like toward the end of the game, I was leveling up. And for some reason I would level up and it would level me up four or five times. So did you ever figure out what the, when you got the, the gems just started like sucking into you? I think that's all like attributed to your luck stat. It's like a um, random lucky thing that happens. Yeah. I think there's a whole lot of RNG stuff going on behind the scenes. Um, and that is, I think it's like, it says you'll get lucky more often, meaning I think mm, like things yeah. like that'll happen. Or there was another time thing where like, sometimes all the enemies on the screen will freeze for like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you'll get the chest with the five things um, instead of one. And I think that all is attributed to your luck stat. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 
it seems like a very cool game. I'm, I'm definitely into it. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. Um, if you are nostalgic for Castlevania or you are looking for a simple game with simple mechanics, but also is deep enough to dive into and get good at, um, that's a great game to jump into. And like I said, three bucks, you can't beat $3, dude. Really can't $3. That's not even on sale. It's just a $3 game. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that's, that's, uh, vampire survivors. Um, I think it's only on PC right now. It'd be a great switch game. I feel confident they will bring it to switch at some point. I don't know if the switch can handle that many enemies, dude. I mean, when has that ever stopped them from porting a game to Switch? <laughs> always... Do you know how framey that would get at the end, especially when you've got like so many different weapons firing you, off and everything? Have you played Hyrule Warriors for the, for the Switch? Yeah. The game runs at like 10 frames a it's second. It's not sometime. great. I don't think they care about frames on in a Nintendo platform. <laughs> I mean, granted, hold on. Let me see. Let me check real quick to see the file size on this. Oh, uh, I think it's like. It's no, bucks. it's tiny. It is so tiny um the music's probably the highest that takes up the most space right uh hold on just a second let's go here this will be on steam i mean that doesn't stop they have the witcher 3 on switch so size there's no way i've played 17 hours in this game no that's what it says though you probably Um, left it running yeah where does it where does it show how big a game is on steam uh usually on the page store page yeah store page let's go there um it's got overwhelmingly positive reviews it's got sixteen thousand reviews nice um i don't see the size about this game there we go uh it's usually at the very bottom with all it's 250 megs there you go not even a gig and yeah, I bet the Switch still couldn't run it. Well, the <laughs> size doesn't really... The Switch has like 60 gig games on it, but... I know, um, but I'm just saying like the, the GPU requirements. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, Vampire Survivors, cheers to that small team. I hope they just make mega bucks, and um, I hope that once it really picks up Steam... Wow. It will very nice. They might charge a little more for it because uh, they need to make more money than what they're making off that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, what you what are you uh what you been playing? Um, so I have been playing a little game called Tunic. Uh which yes. I know that I saw you I saw your stream of it. Um if you haven't seen that stream, you should go check it out. Twitch.tv slash gaming and drinking. Uh Adam is pretty intoxicated so he it lives up to the moniker of gaming and drinking because he is gaming while he's drinking um i was drunk before i started streaming yeah very and then um, i got real drunk yeah <laughs> um if you haven't seen it tunic is a isometric zelda like where you play as a little fox um so cute and it's way more about the mystery of the goings-on in the game than it is about like it's how it's exploration is the mystery exploration is the main gameplay hook but there's a lot more going on to the game. i thought it was just going to be like a little zelda like game but there's like so much more going on beneath the surface than there is just like gameplay stuff 
It's so um, smartly put together. Yeah. One of my favorite things so far is the uh, booklet that the, the, the instruction book you're putting together. Love it. Uh, and if you haven't, if you haven't seen the game, it is very much like a, an NES book with the little cartoon drawings and like liner notes and things like that. Yeah, it it's looks, like a Nintendo power or like a Nintendo got walkthrough guide from the nineties. It looks like a manual from the old yeah. like NES, NES era, like something that like Mario three had a manual that looks almost exactly like that. Like Mario's kicking the shell and the shell goes through like different pages of the book. Yep. Um, and the further you get, you get like, you'll find he has like, he starts to discover pages that have like writing on them. Um, and most of the, the manual is not, it's in the game, the in-game language, which is like this runic language that you can't understand. And it has a little bit of English in there, but then somebody has written in like ink pen on the liner notes as well. And they'll write like little clues and things like that, which just adds to the air of mystery about the game. So I don't think I got to a, a page that had like the side notes or anything like that. Are those all mm -hmm. written in English? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any of the like right written upon stuff is in English. Um, so it, what's funny is it took me forever to find the sword because you go, you explore the, the thing and you go up to the top of like the hill, the furthest part you can get. And this like weird thing happens where you go to this like alternate <laughs> dimension and you, this like princess Zelda, like Fox is like trapped in some ice or something. And yeah. you, you like kind of release her. I think I couldn't really no, tell. No, I think she gets taken away. Did like, she get taken? She, yeah. I, like I, I, they kind of zooms out and she's like beating on it. And then like the Triforce appears above her and then it's right, just and like, like she gets, she's gone. She's, yeah. So then I, then they just drops you back out. And I was like, well, clearly something opened up, right? Like, I guess, um <laughs> no not really there, there is a door at the bottom that i think was locked and then that does open after you do that but you have to like squeeze in between these bushes and keep going to the right and that's when you finally figure out the next area that you're supposed to go to and i feel like a lot of this game is going to have those kinds of like oh i just didn't look hard enough i didn't see well this. the way the way i figured it out was from the page that popped out like the page you find that says like when you ring the east uh bell yes yeah, it shows you the three and then it says like the air and then it says the areas that you need to go through to get to the east bell and i saw on the page a big guy with a sword and i was like i need to go there and maybe that guy will pop up but i didn't think about i didn't put two and two together with the sword but i was like if i go ring this bell i might fight this dude yeah so i went through and found like the east forest and like and then it yeah. mentioned something about like the heroes cemetery heroes something yeah and um so i was like oh i've already been to the heroes cemetery i bet the east forest is by there but then my drunk ass was like uh where's the forest can't find it <laughs> and, no forest but I, found, I found it eventually um yeah. But yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, you do have to squeeze it's, through some weird bushes. You just you you kind of like it looks like you can't go any further, but you just like kind of squeeze through and then you, you go a little bit further. And then there's like three different branches you can take and one goes down, one goes up and one like goes around a corner. Um, and I was just like, oh, I get paralyzed with like, <laughs> what should I do? Because I don't want to miss anything. But I'm like, you know, eventually you're going to come back to this stuff anyway. So I just like I was like, I'm going to go down this ladder. We'll see where this goes. Um, and I think that's the actual right way that you were supposed to go because I found the sword. So uh, the combat's a little uh, weird at first, especially when you just have the stick. I don't think it's very good. But when you get the sword, it kind of opens up. When you learn your, your, the stamina meter and how it works, it kind of it feels very deliberate. Um, 
hesitate to say Dark Soulsian because it's not really yeah, like that. But, but that's dude, that was literally my same thoughts. Was this is like it's like Dark Souls for babies. Well, I don't know if it's for babies because I hear it gets really hard later on. Um, <laughs> but the stamina meter is interesting because if you run out of stamina, you don't lose your like dodge, but you lose your iframes within the dodge. So like if it ever goes to that mm. red marker, you'll see him like start to huff and puff or whatever. And if you get hit while you're dodging, you don't have the invincibility frames anymore. You actually take damage. And it says it in the book. And I think like you take more damage if you are out of stamina. Yeah, I think so. Because in the instruction book, it says something like, when, it, when I drop my stamina down to here, I take more damage or something. It says something along those lines. Just a really cool, well-put-together game. Very smartly done. Very uh, very pretty looking. Very cute. Um, but also like this air of mystery that seems a little more sinister than the it's the actual like cuteness vibe yeah kind of off. i really like that it's uh kind of a cool like juxtaposition of like really cute fox yeah really obtuse game yeah really <laughs> really strange like what am i supposed to do next like, kind of thing like it's, it looks like a kid's game but it's not a kid's game which yeah. i appreciate that about games i appreciate that about cartoons like rick and well, morty like we, we say that about this but like games in the nes era were designed like this so like it is kind of still a kid's game like i was playing you know zelda and metroid when i was six so true i wasn't beating metroid when i was six though yeah maybe i don't remember you know um, i know i beat zelda so um hold on hold on just a second i gotta no keep going keep going okay. i'm still listening um, but I think it's, I think it's a game that like, if you're, if you're like of age and you can understand stuff, you could probably be able to still play it and get through it and have a good time with it. It's definitely a lot more required thinking than I think a lot of people might give it credit for at first. Oh, yeah. but once, you, once you start playing it, you can definitely tell like, this is, this is not your average Zelda like, this is something a lot more. Um, and it's really cool. I'm definitely going to play through it. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, it's cute and it's fun. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to keep playing it as well. Um there are a couple of other games that I I've, I've started I have a I have such a bad habit of starting games that are 50 hours long. But mm. I have heard that this one is not. I think it's just a little more than like a dozen hours long. So maybe that's better. But um yeah, I have a bad habit of jumping into big games and then not finishing them. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, Tunic, um, I, I agree that it's a fantastic uh, kind of a show of how to design a isometric game because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of isometric games out there. There's not a whole lot that I've gotten this kind of buzz. Um, no. <clears throat> the the one game, that comes to mind. been in development for like seven years, too. I think people have been yeah. looking forward to it for a long time. Yeah. Um, the one that comes to mind, though, is Death's Door, which uh, is a great game from last year. It's a lot more straightforward in what you're supposed to do. Um, yeah. But I think, I think people in general are starting to like games that don't, hold your hand at all that kind of just give you the freedom to go and just explore and figure it the hell out um elden ring is a great example you know it all pretty much started with breath of the wild but now all the games that try to do that there are some that fall flat on their face but the ones that really do it and make it sing 
people love them. They're, they're critical and audience delights. And um, because it's more fun to discover stuff on your own than it is to be handheld. Exactly. Exactly. It's like the, the antithesis of the Ubisoft design philosophy. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think you're getting a lot more of that because of the success of dark souls and of breath of the wild, those kind of games that just give you the freedom to kind of, Hey, this is the world. We, we, we made this awesome world for you to go like, go out and, and discover it. Let's see what we did. Like, yeah, see what it's we... a lot, it's a lot more immersive than a game yes. that kind of mm-hmm. just gives you like points to go to. Um, and yeah, I appreciate that about all those games. So keep mm-hmm. doing, keep doing it devs. Keep, uh, keep trusting really hope- your audience. I hope people take the right lessons from Elden Ring and like, don't think that like, oh, mega difficulty or, you know, like big open world is what the, you know, it's the mystery and it's the discovery that people really love about that game. And and the variation of like environments and characters and, you know, yep. tone um, that makes Elden Ring as awesome as it is. And yeah, the, the mysteries, like, you know, that game just has so many secrets and and the thing is like some of those secrets in elden ring uh they're not discoverable if like there's a guy somewhere you know if you do something earlier in the game that guy might not be there anymore um but then the discussion around that that gets passed around on like uh on reddit and twitter and stuff like people love to discuss things that they've discovered yeah that 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 that, that kind of discussion is the coolest thing on the planet. Like it really is just, did you find this? Like, Oh no, I didn't see that, but I saw, did you see this? You know, that kind of, yeah. it's just so it's very, that reminds me of breath of the wild, like discussing that back in the day when you'd be like, dude, did you go over here? Did you see there's like a giant dragon on this side of the map? Like, no, nah, dude, I didn't see that. But then there's, you know, this bridge with like memories on it, you know, it's it just so much cool stuff. Yeah. Um, it really I, gets I hope... me excited for breath of the wild too. Yeah, if it ever well... comes out. 2025 we'll see you there (laughs) oh man um but yeah i think it's about time to take a quick break because i am done with this quad and i can tell i'm done with this quad uh i'm done with you too yeah it is (laughs) golden drock i have slain thee wow there's an episode title Mm. (laughs) all right we'll be right back with more booze and games sir welcome back everybody to the gaming and drinking cast uh episode 14 we are here we have been talking so far we have talked about some vampire survivors uh some tunic um Mm -hmm. and now we're going to talk about some more beer for a second yes we are Uh, so this one is the this one we have different beers but they're both by the same brewing company which I love this brewing company. They have fantastic can art, really good beers, uh, very expensive, but very good. Uh, they're called Humble Forager, and they are out of, I should have looked at this before I started. Um, they're out of like Milwaukee, yeah. Wanaki, Wanaki, not Milwaukee, I'm sorry. Wanaki, Wisconsin. Um, mine is called Mixing with Barrel Theory. It is okay. an imperial tiki sour with passion fruit, orange, spices, pomegranate, calamansi, lime, and almond. And it is it's an imperial, so I assume it's pretty high APV. I can't see what it is on there right now, but I'm going to pour it. It looks like this. 
I am going to say I might should have looked at the date on this before I bought it. (laughs) Oh, yeah? What's the date on it? April 3rd, 21. It should be fine, right? IPA. It's a year old. Uh, It should be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Mine says enjoyed by 12, 19, 22. So we're good over here. Yeah. I just saw there's a lot floating around in there. Uh, I drank many of their beers. There's usually a lot floating around in there. Okay. They, okay. they use they, they don't use like puree and shit. It's all locally sourced and it's all okay. Good. So yeah. Um I oh it's because there's oats in it. Yeah, also oats. That is a straight up oat I see in there. Um <laughs> it's called cloud hopping. This is an oat cream IPA with galaxy, mosaic, cryo, cashmere, and Idaho seven hops. Um oh, yeah, that sounds really good. Very pretty, very pretty can art. Yeah. Um, a lot of their stuff has like watercolor. Um yes like uh scenery so uh yeah cheers travis cheers have you tried yours yet i have not all right Mm. oh wow mine's really fucking good yeah same that is oh god you don't taste an ip an ipa that is creamy like that unless it's got lots of milk sugar and lactose in it um adam likes it creamy so very true the creamier the better <laughs> that's what he's always the cream saying. always rises to the top did you just turn into macho man randy savage yes i did brother speaking of that did you see that game coming out have you seen this it's a pixel art wrestling rpg starring I think starring Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh my God, he's dead. What? No, he's not. Isn't Macho <laughs> Man dead? I don't think so. I'm pretty Maybe. sure Macho Man's dead. Maybe it wasn't him then. I don't think he is. I mean, it could have, the estate could have agreed to it. That's true. Our likenesses will never go away now. Um, I'm not sure. sure. Yeah, he died in 2011, dude. What? Where have I been? <laughs> Maybe it wasn't him, but but I. The, I mean, the they're about the probably R- giving that vibe off though. The he RPGs. is the greatest wrestler of all time. Uh, uh, Andre the Giant might disagree. Uh, if, but it's definitely someone like if it's not him, it's someone of that same caliber, someone really famous. Yeah, um, and they might have just used his likeness. Maybe he got they got permission from the folks like at, at the estate, Ultimate but, Warrior. Yeah, he's also dead, but you know, yeah, they're all dead. <laughs> all the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> except for uh except for rick flair somehow no, rick flair is somehow still alive out of everybody <laughs> how, i don't know how that man is the one that's still alive but yeah. um but yeah the game looks fucking awesome it's a it's a top-down isometric or top-down uh 16-bit style jrpg is it starring with like, wrestling is it uh like turn-based I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's not out yet. I don't know what the gameplay is going to be like. But oh, if it's like a turn-based like combat situation where it's like you get to choose like from suplexing, like which yeah. suplex you want to do, <laughs> which suplex or like which grapple or like each wrestler has their submission. own like set of spe- it's instead of magic they just have their like special moves. Yeah, I, dude, I could I'm I could so get down, with, down that. with that. It's called Wrestle Quest. I think is the name of it. Um, I wonder if it's about the same people that did uh, Golf Story. <laughs> Maybe they were working on like a. I think they're working on Golf Story Two, which is like a big follow up. Um, hold on, Wrestle 
WrestleQuest. What Wrestle a name. WrestleQuest is the name of it. Um, it is Macho Man Randy Savage. He is the lead character. Uh, I think he'd be down with that if he was still alive. It looks great. The aesthetic is great. Choose your moves, style, taunts, and even your entrance as you learn what it takes to be the cream of the crop. The cream always rises to the top. <laughs> um, it's Skybound Games and Mega Cat Studios. I don't think that's the people who did uh, Golf Story. Skybound is like um, Skybound is the publisher. They do a lot of stuff. Um, Mega Cat. Mega Cat. I'm trying to see what okay. else they've done. I'm looking at their things. I mean, I I always love when people can take a really weird concept and make a fun, like just cool RPG with it. This game looks the, the just the aesthetic alone makes me like I would I will buy this game because of what it looks like. Even if I don't even like the gameplay that much, it, it just looks incredible. Does it look like a um, 90s game? No, no, no. It looks way better than that. But it, it still has that pixel art style that just looks... It, it's like what people think 90s games in their memory, this is what they look like. It's not yeah, like what pretty, they look like. It's like a pretty pixel art kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like um, uh, like a, a Steam, Steam World type game, like that kind of pixel art. Just really okay. gorgeous, you know. Could not have been done on the SNES, but like kind of looks like what you remember the SNES games looking like, you know? Yeah. Uh, that That kind of thing. That's how that is hell yeah i mean i mean if they all looked like uh clay fighter six clay fighter would be all right clay fighter probably does not look as good as you remember it looking <laughs> i bet you i was like this at, shit looks so real if you looked it up right now i bet you'd be like oh that looks like shit because clay fighter does not look very good but you should play clay fighter on oh we'll get there yeah i'm gonna <laughs> see if i can download that right now um all right so what did you, what are we, uh, what are we here for? What are we doing? Uh, we're talking about some games, man. Um, so what, another, did you, what did you bring to class today? Um, we're showing and we're telling more telling than showing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see the show, uh, you could catch me on WrestleMania 17. <laughs> where I'll be taking on the ultimate warrior and Hulk Hogan. In a three-way cage match. Beautiful. That's we're all gonna be rubbing hot sauce all over ourselves and just diving off the top rope into a bowl of jello pudding. What's the difference between Clay Fighter and Clay Fighter Tournament Edition? Uh, Ultra Turbo. I dude, there you should look up some screenshots of this game because I guarantee you. It does not look as good as you remember. Look, it looks so bad. No. Yes, it does. Uh, I'll look them up later. Oh my god, it looks so bad. Okay. Um, I'll play it on stream for you soon. All right, that was Macho Man. You, we're trying to podcast over here. Sorry, I had to kick Macho she, Man out real quick. Did she think that Macho Man was in the room? No, I was. I was. I was kicking Macho Man out. Oh, Macho Man actually came in your room. Yeah, he came in my room and he was trying to talk to me about WrestleMania 17 and hot sauce and shit. I don't know. <laughs> Very nice. Um, but no, so I have been playing uh, Dragon Quest 11S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. 
on. Uh, I love that it's such a concise title. So it gets it all there yeah. in just a few words. Mm-hmm. It's a real good game, though. I um, I, I did. I, there is also a stream of that up on uh, twitch.tv slash gaming and drinking. If you want to go check that out. Um, that's a that's a really fun game. I, I love just old school JRPGs. I think that's what that's one thing. You know, there are a lot. Me and Travis have a lot of video game differences in our tastes. But one thing we both agree on is that JRPGs are amazing. Classic JRPGs are amazing. As you can see. see. Yep. And should be celebrated. I know a lot of people um, like to talk shit on those now and like how the gameplay is boring, blah, blah, blah. I think think it's it's kind of 50. Like some people hate it. And the people who love it just absolutely love it. And there's nothing you're going to tell them. So yeah, and there's just, a lot of people just like me and you out there who yeah. adore those games um, yeah. because they're a lot deeper, I think, than the people that hate on them, give them credit for. Um, yeah. And Dragon Quest 11 S is uh perf. Like I, I, it is a masterclass in what a classic JRPG should be like. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't enjoyed a JRPG like this in a, in, in a while. Um, there's, it, it plays just like old school dragon quest, except it's now in 3d. Yeah. Um, there's you can run around the battlefield for some reason, even though it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they put you in like a little sumo ring for the battles and you can run around, but literally running around. I thought I, I so when I first, when they first showed me that I could run around, I was like running to the edge of the ring to like see if the guys would attack my my teammates before they attack me. And it's like, no, they just run around to the edge of the ring and hit you. Yeah, it's like there's okay, literally, there's literally no. I, I think that I remember they. I read a thing about it. and They were like, yeah, we put it in there because people expect you to be able to move in a modern game, but <laughs> the gameplay is still functionally the same exact thing so, so. I, yeah i would like run right up behind the bad guys and like try to do like see extra, you get like a like... critical hit or something <laughs> did nothing nope doesn't do that but no. i think that's funny and really self-aware that they did that um but you can turn that off to where it plays exactly like an old school jrpg where you're standing one team over here one team over there and i turned it off just because i get distracted because whenever i'm in a jrpg fight menu all I want my left stick to do is go through menus. Um, and when you're in that, like where you can run around kind of mode, um, my left stick isn't doing the thing that I want it to do yeah, in those battles. Moving people around. <laughs> For no reason at all. I'm getting positioning, even though I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I actually think that's funny and I appreciate that they put that in there. Also, another thing that's uh, funny and I appreciate that they put in there, but I don't really mess with is the 2D mode. They put up a whole nother straight up Dragon Quest old school game inside of this. It's it's the same game, same storyline, same gameplay, other than the fact that, you know, the modern one is done in like this really pretty 3D rendering. But then they made the they they made the whole game in 2D old school Dragon Quest. Um with like the old school fight menus, the old school overworld, everything. Um, Which I appreciate that they did. And I tried it. And, but then I was like, I'm going to go back because the new game is all it's fully voice acted, um, which we can get into that in a minute. Uh, (laughs) But you have to appreciate that voice acting. Uh, And then also uh, 
there's none of that in the 2d version there's none of like the animations it's, there's just a lot more to drink in and appreciate from the two, the 3d mode than the 2d mode yeah the game looks great too so it's it's very easy to appreciate the 3d models and the <clears throat> the stuff they did uh the guy except for the main character's hair i don't know why they went with that but right it is like a straight up mop on there um but you get you get you get uh different um i we, we talked about this before but not not on a live podcast uh you get armor sets later on that will let you change the appearance of your character it's only certain armor sets uh-huh. and once you find them you unlock the ability to change the cosmetics permanently mm-hmm. even if you sell that armor set you still get the unlocks for those cosmetics which i think is a super cool idea I wish it were every armor set, but I understand, you know, like that's yeah, not... we we were talking about something similar to that with the um, Spider Man, uh, yeah, games and how like you know when you unlock an armor, you were set, talking about you that... Ghost of Tsushima, yeah, and how like, you can't, that... yeah, um, you you get a lot of stuff that unlocks different appearances, but they also unlock different abilities that they are locked onto that armor set. Yeah. Um, but uh, hey, I think Katie is having a quick issue in the kitchen that I need to go help her with. Um, so give me just a second. I will be right back. I apologize. We will continue this Dragon Quest stuff in just a second. More booze and games. Be right back. And we're back. Oh, technical difficulties are over. I think you might have redlined because I, I, I didn't hear that on my on my. <laughs> Very nice. There you go. Okay. Oh, I almost lost it. Um, yeah. yeah. So we were having some technical difficulties in uh, in my apartment that I had to go deal with, um, but we're back and we're talking Dragon Quest Eleven S, uh, and we're talking about this asshole's hair. Um, the luminary. The luminary. I mean, I gotta say, I love him as a character. I hate his hair. His hair is terrible. It's awful. It's just such a bad design decision. I don't know why they went. Like half the time when during cutscenes, I'd be looking at like, oh, this is a badass scene. Also, why does his hair look like that? Like, it's hard for me to, to concentrate on what's going on. Yeah. And there's another character that I saw that also had his hair. Um, a little kid. It wasn't young him either. It was like another little kid. A lot of a lot of people have this like it's I think it's supposed to be like flowing like medieval hair i think that's what they're going for but it doesn't it just doesn't come out that way it's so Um, bad have you got uh, the have you got the sister characters yet i just got the first one um and i haven't even done anything with her yet we're literally leaving sweat town or whatever (laughs) yeah so sweat town is uh or sweat city i don't know <laughs> it's, a one little, of those are correct. It's, a, it's a sauna on the side of a mountain where you can go mm-hmm. and sweat uh and and you see the sauna like from wherever you are in the village you see like the big sauna in the background it's a really cool looking place yeah it's really weird it's really weird in a great way like it's weird in a jrpg way like a very jrpg like in a very dragon we, quest way yeah very dragon quest um <laughs> i love the i love the characters in this game you're going to meet a lot more um there's some darker characters and stuff. And then there's also one other guy talking about Eric. His name is Eric. (laughs) I don't know what it is with Eric, but the first time we talked about this game, the first thing that both of you and I mentioned was Eric and his accent. Now, Eric is a great character. He's a very good character. He's like a rogue, um, blue hair, spiky, very 
it, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Toriyama did the art for this, which we've mentioned before. He does all the art for all the Dragon Quest games. That's why all the characters look like Dragon Ball Z characters. Eric is literally, he looks like he was taken out of a Dragon or a, a Dragon Ball uh, yes. game um, show. But he does, but he does not sound that way. He does not sound like Goku. He sounds <laughs> he sounds like uh, like a Dutch guy trying to do a, a Jersey accent or something like that. Like yeah. just this warbled, weird <laughs> thing they're going. I don't know what they're going for, but uh, they got it, it. Whatever it is, they nailed it. I don't know what it is, but they nailed it. <laughs> it's endearing. It, it makes him it makes his character more endearing. I do. I do agree with that. Uh, but man, it's weird because he will start and like one accent and then end in another accent his character is just all <laughs> over the place like it almost starts in like a british thing sometimes and then it ends with like this like over there you know like this like <laughs> you know wise so, guy type thing. i can't even do it and i'm a master of accents and that's what people I, call I you can't all the even, time. i can't even do that one like people I, yeah. often say you are a master of accents nail all of yeah. them everybody in Colombia who's looking for a voice actor that can do all the accents they call me that's right. They call you. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I, Eric is a great character. I, I don't know what they were going for with that, but I think like just like all the design choices they make in this game, it it serves to make a little him a little more uh, memorable. You know, it's yeah. not there's nothing like boilerplate about this game, and I think that's what makes it so special. Yeah. Other than other than the uh, the combat is mm-hmm. very is very traditional jrpg and that is what i love so much about this is that like everything about it screams unique and then like Mm. but it's this familiar cocktail of gameplay that you that people like you and me love it's familiar but at the same time being like very weird in each and every aspect Mm -hmm. even like the combat is very familiar but it's also super weird in some parts of it like the running around the map for no reason whatsoever and also the the combination effects you can put together some of the spells you get later on are super weird yeah um, i don't think this, i've gotten far enough to get into that stuff yet i i i really am just now i think starting to get into the meat of the game yeah you're getting two spellcasters right now and that that changes up the gameplay significantly um oh, can't wait and you, you'll get like it, it, like later on you'll find um i think we mentioned before the like dual attacks or whatever oh no the the pepped up yeah so pep pepped attacks. up is a pepped up is cool it's a, it's a it's basically your character goes super saiyan and you can unleash the attack all at once with a pep attack or you can let it stay on your character and just attack regularly which boosts your stamina your or your defense and your attack and it's a cool like you said it's 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 the same jrpg combat we've known for a long time but it puts this weird little unique very specific to this game spin on it and i think that that nails what exactly makes this game special just like what you said earlier about the the graphics and the aesthetic like it it looks amazing it doesn't look very different from a whole lot of other jrpgs when you just look at the surface level stuff but the weird stuff inside of it is what makes it so cool like uh when i was watching you play on stream the other day you're fighting one of the ongo bongo guys yeah and he's just he's just like this big troll looking dude and he's got a drum with a face on it and the face is constantly animating during the fight and you just don't see that kind of shit in like these. these it reminds of me of like a uh, Studio Ghibli kind of yes. scenario, yep. kind of. Yep. Um, and 
there was one there was one fight i was in like right before you get the orb that will open the door of departure mm-hmm. um which if you're if you don't aren't familiar with this game that's kind of you need to get this orb before you can really get out into the world um yeah. but there's these two enemies guarding it and they are like these griffin guys but they got three eyes and they got like huge like tongues that are just like flopping out of their mouth the whole mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and um i was about to start that fight and i was in the cut scene right before but uh they were in like a cut scene where it's like it's all text it's a lot of text cut scenes where you have to tap through or you can put it on autoplay mm-hmm. i took it off of autoplay so i could walk away um and then katie was sitting on my bed while this like little griffin guy it's just like a close-up Animated, on his face yeah. <laughs> just like doing this over and over and i come back in he's got like three eyes and like warts and a tongue <laughs> and katie's like what game are you playing and why is everything so creepy and I'm like it's really, it's not everything this is it's a it's a feature not a bug <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it really is like um if you like weird anime uh you will like dragon quest 11 s echoes of an elusive age definitive edition <laughs> awesomely awesomely concise square enix titles i'm just gonna start calling it dragon quest 11 yeah there you go is that a better D- way to D- say it dq 11 i think is what dq 11 yeah Dairy Queen 11. God. Some Dairy Queen. I can go for a blizzard. Oh, God. I would murder a blizzard right now. I did five miles at the Riverwalk earlier. I am nice. I did three. I did three. I ran three miles today for the first time in a long time and probably like four or five months. You got sick. Remember last time you ran, you got sick. Oh, I've still, I'm just like, I'm used to it at this point. I'm still, I get, it's the allergies, man. It's Yeah, there were a lot of pollen on the wall today. The allergies are messing me up real bad. Um, But yeah, I did, I ran three miles today. I'm, I'm actually doing a half marathon in June, if you want to join me. June 25th. Let's do it. 25th to 10th. All right. Three months <laughs> to get, to get in shape. Yeah, dude. Um. I'm actually super stoked. Uh, it gives me a reason to get in shape instead of just like, oh, you're good in shape. Half marathon, seven miles, right? 13. Oh, fuck that. Jesus. <laughs> 13.1. A full marathon is 26.2. Oh, my God. All right. Let me. Right. <laughs> I guess it'll I can't be, have a blizzard now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can have a blizzard. I mean, I, <sighs> I ran three miles and I burned like 500 calories. Yeah, we burned 620 on our. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So you can have a blizzard after that, or you can have a bunch of uh, really delicious beer. Yeah, that's that's what I was going for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But anyways, um, yeah, the art style in this game, amazing. The character design in this game, amazing. The writing in this game, amazing. Very voice good. acting either hilarious or amazing depending <laughs> on which character it all fits hold um, on what katie hold on oh good sound yeah all right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, sorry for that weird jump cut that I know is coming. <laughs> but 
I had a little bit of an emergency I had to go take care of last night. But we are back and we are finishing this goddamn episode because we are not recording it for a fourth time. The universe doesn't want it, but we're going to give it to him anyway. You know what? You're taking episode 14 and you're going to like it. All the all the energies have conspired against this, but we're still going to get it out. There. It's going to happen. happen. It's going to happen. Uh, so but yeah, we, we do still have one more beer from uh, last night that we were are able to finish and drink today. Did you get the same one as me? I think um, we got two different ones. They're okay. both untitled art. Yep. Um, my, they're both stouts untitled from untitled art. Uh, mine is a donut pastry stout. Uh, that's all it mm. says on it. Mine is um, a cinnamon roll gold stout. So it's a little lighter in color than like your typical oh yeah, dark stout. It's a gold stout. Really cool color though. Yeah, that looks good. I love smells, the pastry stout. Smells delicious. Mine is uh, 8%. What's yours rocking? Oh, wow. That is sweet. Yeah, it's, it's assume with cinnamon. That is very, very sweet. It's like sugar and cinnamon. Um, 8% as well. That Oh, my God. That aftertaste is literally just a cinnamon roll, though. That smells good. I bet that's good. Mine, yeah. mine, mine tastes like a stout. I'm not picking up a whole lot of the donut. Maybe a chocolate donut a little bit. But Dude, that's a straight-up cinnamon roll. I think because it's the uh, blonde or the gold stout instead of a... Uh, yeah, so the dark like stout. Dark stout. Wow. Stout. Wow, it's that good. is yummy. Highly recommended. Um, I don't know where does art untitled art distribute everywhere, or is it like a southeastern kind of thing? I'm not sure. I uh Wanakee, Wisconsin, another one. Okay. So the one I had last night from um where, did, where was our second beer from? Oh god. Oh, wow. Uh the really golden drac was the first one. Yeah. And then the second one oh, was the second one was uh, Humble Forager, which Humble was also Forager, yep. Was also out of Wanakee, Wisconsin. So oh man. I wonder if they're both if they're because I feel like Untitled Art has a lot of collabs. I wonder if they do, yeah. you know, like a they just have a bunch of different people come by and brew stuff at their brewery. Um so that's that's cool. Good to find that out that they're both from the same yeah, gotta be a small town because I've never heard of Wanakee, Wisconsin until Wanakee, man. They last got good, night. they got good brewers. I know that much. Apparently they do. It's um, like the new, the new Mecca, the new Asheville. <laughs> the Asheville of Wisconsin. Yeah, there you go. That's what they call it, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so when we finished last night, when we were abruptly finished last night, we were finishing up talking about uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S, Echoes of an Elusive Age, Definitive Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we could kind of just move on from that um to what what have you been what's the last thing uh you've been playing travis so the only thing that's taken me away from elden ring is my current uh obsession with roms and getting them running on modern pcs uh mostly i started doing this to get if you don't know what roms are there it's emulation of old consoles uh video games from my childhood and not even the childhood like ps2 era stuff uh it started i wanted to play through silent hill 2 again uh and finding a copy of that online was very expensive so then i went the rom way and uh found some some cool rom hacks things like that rom way or the highway yeah there you go that's what they say right way Uh, the rom way and (laughs) i've been steadily uh just trying out a bunch of new emulators and things like that trying to upscale old games because i want them to look like 
the games that they are the way they were made. I don't really want to put any filters on them. I know we, you know, like you, a lot of people use like filters on SNES games and it makes them kind of look like smeared jelly. It, it, may, mm-hmm. it makes them look less pixelated, but it doesn't, it kind of loses the, the beautiful pixel art that they're known for. Mm-hmm. Um, so really what I like to do is I like to upscale them using, you know, modern renderers and make them look better by upscaling that resolution as, as much as I can. Um, I've been currently playing uh, Legend of Dragoon, which is an old PS1 JRPG. No, I'm thinking of, what am I thinking of? Panzer Panzer Dragoon, Dragoon, yeah. Is what you're thinking of. Um, This game is, it's it's very slow paced. It it came out right after Final Fantasy VII. So it's got like that, they're definitely going for Final Fantasy VII vibes. Uh, It's not quite as good, but it's got a great story and some cool combat. It's like rhythm based button combat. Instead of just hitting like attack, you're like, you're trying to uh, hit these button presses on a timing window. Um, okay. Pretty fun. Uh, but I really just like how good it looks on my computer and on my TV screen when I send it out to the Steam Deck um, and or the Steam, um, what do you call that thing? Steam Link? The, Steam Link, yeah. Do you have an extra uh, one of those that I could get? No, but you could probably find it on eBay for like five bucks. At one point, I bought mine for five bucks from Valve. <laughs> so I need to you could find probably find out. it for incredibly cheap um you so the reason i started doing this is because i want to get ready for the steam deck which will supposedly eventually make its way into my hands i keep getting i was in q2 now my order has been delayed to q3 so who knows when that's going to be but this has all led me down a new hole which is the rom hack world um basically there are people are editing roms and like going into the code and changing the games completely. There's everything from like bug fixes to retranslations. Uh, there's a Final Fantasy VI version that I'm playing where they take the new translation from the GBA version and they put it in the SNES ROM so that you get the best of both oh, worlds. Okay. You, get, you get like the newer translation, but also the gameplay from the pre-GBA version. Um, but there's also like way more expensive ones where they're replacing sprites, making a whole new story out of it. I've seen multiple prequels and sequels to Super Metroid that exists within the same like confines of the ROM of Super Metroid. They're Mm -hmm. just changing the map up, they're changing sprites, they're adding new enemies, things like that. Um, And one of my favorite ones that I've gone down is I've never really been a Pokemon person. I think we talked about this on the show before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do want to try to understand why people like Pokemon. So I've been researching and and gathering up different uh, versions to play. Uh, It turns out people really like Fire Red, which is, I think, a gba remake of the original pokemon red is what yeah it's um there's fire red and leaf green and basically they're just colorized versions of the original red and blue um but no they're they're redone they're brand new games in the gba version engine they're not colorized like they're not just the game boy game recolorized it's on a gba engine because i can tell the difference between a game boy graphic and uh or graphics from the game boy and graphics from the game boy advance i mean yeah i mean they might have like higher pixel numbers and stuff but like it's the exact same game yes but i it's a it's but they've remade it they didn't like just slap a new coat of paint on it like it's it's pre-programmed from the bottom up the there is what you're talking about is like something i can't remember the name of it but i did see the gb color versions of the original leaf or green and red but this is like basically how they did um dog you ain't gonna tell me you ain't gonna tell me that fire red and leaf green are not the exact same game as red and blue 
I mean, they're the the content is the same, but yes. the the but the, they're, the graphics, yes, they're rebuilt. It's, it's, it's re, a remake. It's rebuilt. It's a remake. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's not like a, yeah. a, a like a shiny new coat of paint, but like that. This is. It doesn't look like a Game Boy Color game. It looks like a GBA game. Mm-hmm. Um, the but anyway, the Fire Red is like apparently the most popular one for ROM hacking. They've okay. done everything for. I saw one where they had inserted. They made like a cyberpunk dystopian future with Pokemon. Okay. So like the, gra- the the cities like cityscapes are all like run down, you know, futuristic Blade Runner looking cities. But then there's Pokemon running around, and you're like trying to, you know, save the world by gathering Pokemon. And this is like really dark story. Um, I saw one that was like uh, a lot of them just basically go through the index of like however many Pokemon there are now, like 186 or something like that. And they add them all back into like the old games. Dude, so there, are, are, there are like over a thousand now, I think. Maybe it's like 700 and something. Um, I, I'm talking pre-Sword and Shield. Not, okay. Not okay. Pre-Sword and Shield. Uh, yeah, I think it's something like 700 or something. Um, but yeah, they, they'll just add all these like sprites and character animate or Pokemon cool. animations and things like that. And you can find them all within like the uh you know confines of the old games Um, and one of the ones i was looking at was like basically to take some of the like headache stuff away like the quality of life Mm -hmm. stuff that that i guess later games have improved upon and and gives you that kind of interface with the old game old sprites old you know character old story um and what i think what a lot of people do is what it kind of comes down to is people basically every pokemon story is the same like you're a young person and you're going to different gyms and you're trying to you know prove you want to be the very a, best that no yeah, one you want to be was. the best so people are like adding actual stories into the game uh, i know okay. there is story in the game outside of that stuff but that's the basic plot of almost all of them mm-hmm. but people are adding like you know what who's the doctor that helps you um, professor oak professor oak this like the history of professor oak like you can like a young professor oak help him out and then nice. uh, there's there's one that tells the story of like ash before he got to like the first island like his like journey to the first island all these different like little rabbit holes that people have like fleshed out the Just lore fan of. fictioned it up yeah basically where but they they do a lot of quality of life improvements which is what i really like about a lot of these hacks a lot of the stuff that i'm into is how can we make these old games that have like these really archaic button presses like if you play earthbound now for instance there's no way to just hit um like a to check something you have to go into the menu and then hit like talk or hit search or whatever like old dragon quest games unless you hit the like right bumper which is like a really awkward way to do that and i saw a hack where somebody had like put that button press on a and then the other one on like X where, you know, m- most menu buttons live just little stuff like that, that you don't think would make like a huge, huge difference, but actually does. If you're used to playing modern games, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's really, really cool stuff. Um, so that's what I'm been obsessed with. And I'm really, I love like adding stuff to it to make it look a little bit better and run a little bit better running mm-hmm. old, old PS2 games in particular at 60 frames in at 1080p is incredible like it's just it because what you see is that these games are so the art design is so good that it actually holds up and by current you know modern day standards um i think i sent you a screenshot of silent hill 3 yeah it looks it looks fantastic like the lighting is really good and you see that art design goes such a long way and those old games still hold up like the gameplay is still there it just this allows you to play them in a more modern looking context and it's just it's awesome and i'm addicted to it like 
I'm trying to just settle down and play one game, but I, I just keep getting like, oh, what, I wonder what that looks like. Oh, I wonder what that looks like. You I know? would like to see like PS2, um, you know, Dreamcast, uh, all those games, Xbox. I would like to see those emulated with like ray tracing. I'm sure somebody's doing that work. Uh, I, I think in particular, I think Xbox already did some of that with um, their backwards compat stuff. They found a way to add ray tracing to a lot of their old games. But I, yeah, I'd like to see, especially Dreamcast. I think those games are so colorful and kind of yeah. weird as it is that I think that that would be really cool to see. Some of the um, Silent Hill in particular has some incredible lighting effects that I'm like, that looks better than a lot of modern games without ray tracing, <laughs> you know, lighting and stuff. Um, Crazy Taxi with ray tracing. Crazy Taxi with ray, runs at 10 frames a second, <laughs> but looks great. Oh, um, dude, uh, not on these. I bet we could get it up to that 60. No, you know how when people like take Minecraft and add a bunch of ray tracing to it and it goes at like 12 frames, even though it looks incredible. That's what I'm, that's the kind of thing I'm thinking about. Oh, that reminds me, I need to go to, um, somebody added the Quake 2 um, ray tracing mod that looks supposed to, look, supposed to look really good. Because Quake 2, I remember when that came out, that was one of the first games that ever had colored lighting and it just like blew my like 13 year old brain away. I was like, oh my God, this is the best looking, games will never look better than this. <laughs> Um, so Here I really we are. See that. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm looking so. at Ste- I'm looking at Steam links right now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The cheapest one I see is thirty bucks, and that's on Mercari. I don't even know what that is. They're going up to uh, on eBay. It's looking like around a hundred bucks. There's one somebody trying to sell it for a thousand dollars. It's because they don't. It's because Steam website. doesn't make them anymore, and they they gave them away for so. I should have bought. I thought about buying like three more. Back when they did that, just to have they're them. going. It looks like roughly fifty to a hundred dollars mostly. Damn, that's crazy! I cannot believe that because I literally bought mine for five bucks. It was one of the best purchases I've ever made. I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna spend the forty fifth. Oh, dude, what is this? Oh, th- somebody made a Steam Link like stick on skin that looks like an NES. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Neat. Yeah, I need to get one just because I have a lot of RPGs that I would love to play from bed. Yeah, um, exactly. That I think that's, a Steam Link would be perfect for. That's a lot of my thing is like, I don't want to sit at my computer. If I'm playing computer games with a controller or if I'm playing video games with a controller, I kind of want to be sitting down. If I'm playing them with the mouse and keyboard, you know, I'll, I'm fine with being like over my desk. But when I'm playing games with like a mouse and, or a, a controller, I kind of feel like I want to have my legs kicked up and like lean back. And yeah, unless it's, of- if it's like a Twitch game, like, you know, a first oh, yeah. person shooter or something i feel like a steam link wouldn't cut it no 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 for sure definitely not but it's perfect for like emulating rpgs or even emulate like i played silent hill uh is there on, like uh, a bit of latency involved so dragon legend of dragoon has that timing based stuff i was talking about and i'm able to pull it off almost every time if i'm sure there is latency but your brain kind of adjusts for it uh okay i'm not i don't I, I, I wouldn't want to play like a competitive first person shooter on it, but I think you could even get away with playing like, you know, old school, like Jedi Knight or something like that. I think you'd be fine playing that on a Steam Link. The latency on, at my house, at least, is pretty low. Like, I don't notice any drop frames or anything like that. It will occasionally hitch up. And by occasionally, I mean like very, very rarely. And you'll see like the Wi Fi indicator pop up and it's mm-hmm. like you can tell something's happening but then it smooths out like a second later and it's not even a big deal. And that, that happens very infrequently. Um, but it's a, it's a good, it's a cool little device, especially if you want something where you can like kick back and kind of relax and, and play these older games and stuff like that. 
Yeah, somebody's selling somebody's selling a bundle of the Steam Link with the Steam controller for two hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> Steam controller is not my favorite thing in the world, but um, that's I'll funny. play the I'll play the the Link all the time. It does have Link uh, compatibility, and uh, it recognizes all my Dual Shocks five and four uh, anytime I boot it up. Does it need Does it need a power supply, or does it? It has, just... it has a power supply. It comes with a power supply, so you plug it in yeah. and then plug it into the TV, and then bada bang, bada boom, you're done. Yeah, yep. Just hook up your do the Wi-Fi thing. It automatically detects your computer that has Steam running on it, and then you click in, and it launches Steam Big Picture mode on your computer and just streams that picture to your. TV. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, I need. And it. you you can minimize it, and I haven't had any luck because I tried to play like Tunic on it um, using the Microsoft because Microsoft hates uh, Dual Shocks, so. I tried to play Tunic on that and it did not work at all. Um, I, I could play Tunic just fine on my PC with the DualShock without even running DS Windows. But for some reason over the Steam Link, it does not recognize devices outside of the Steam Link, like a controller device. I wonder if I could just cast my PC screen to my TV and play stuff. Does it, do you have like a cast option? I'm sure I could do it, yeah. It, you would just you would have to have a program like a sling or something like that to let you oh i can cast on my tv from my phone and stuff like screen mirror on my phone yeah for your phone but i don't know that there's an option you probably have to download software or something well it would have to have a compatible app on your computer or some kind of thing to wait some way to recognize that it's being cast to um go do some research to, yeah i'm sure there's a way to do that i'm sure there's a way to do without that. without having to spend 50 dollars on a steam link now I could yeah. I can't believe they're going for 50, dude. And the whole time I remember when they were going on sale for like four dollars, five dollars. Yeah. And I was like, man, I should get one. Just but then I'm like, I don't have a PC and I don't know when I'm gonna get one. Yeah. And now just, I have one and I'm like, fuck, I should have gotten one. Future proof. That's what I got it for. Like I didn't even my PC was hooked up to my TV at the time and I was still like, oh nope, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> I'd never know when I'm gonna need I mean, this. But it's five bucks. Like it it it, it almost hurts to not buy it at that yeah, point. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm closing this window out. It's pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect for retro gaming, which makes me happy because that makes me excited for when the Steam Deck finally comes and I'm able to retro game on that. Mm -hmm. I, I am so excited for that. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll, be cool. I'll have a full gaming and drinking uh, report on the Steam Deck when it finally arrives in my hot little hands here in a few months. In Q3. Q3, <laughs> whenever whenever that nebulous time frame is. I mean, Q3 is not too bad. That's like June through uh, September. Yeah, but it was Q2, which would be right now. That's when my original launch window was. Yeah, I'm scared it's gonna get. I'm scared it's gonna get pushed back again because I because some people are now getting late Q3. Mine still just says Q3, so hopefully okay. that means like June, not fucking August or something like that. Yeah, September. Yeah um but yeah so what what other uh i know you said you've been playing um re2 right mm -hmm. um and then legend of what legend Light of dragoon legend of dragoon any other games you've been uh emulating i played a lot of xenogears which i'm gonna start that over um and play that after i beat legend of dragoon uh, i've been playing a bunch of weird japanese games that have been retranslated um mother three which is earthbound the sequel to earthbound uh, a bunch of like SNES level or era games like Bahamut Lagoon and I can't even pronounce some of them. Um, stuff like that. Just weird stuff that I wouldn't, I wasn't able to play before. Mm -hmm. I've been playing 
just anything that I can get my hands on that has like a little bit of nostalgia or like this thing that I've read about, but haven't ever actually put my hands on. Um, I've been playing anything I can find like that. I also played a, uh, a ROM. Do you remember Super Mario RPG? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, that game was amazing. So there's a hack for that called Armageddon and they add like Final Fantasy bosses in it. They add oh my uh, gosh. playable uh, Rosalina, <laughs> playable, um, God, there's somebody else. It's like Rosalina and, and somebody else that from Mario canon. And then they add like 50 new weapons and magic types and I all this other stuff. I think that game is on the Switch on the Super Nintendo online now. It's not. It's, it's not? not? No, I would have what played through I? it already if it, if it was. Oh no! It I played it. It was I on your it on, on, on your my, on my R two three fifty one V. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. You could also put hacks on that thing. Yeah, that's what I'll, I'll be. I'm. I need to get more into that. Um, I haven't really dived into that yet. Um, yeah. but I There's will. Some really good stuff in there. You can. Mine couldn't play. It could run PS one games, but very slowly. It could not run arcade or like Mame or uh, PS two games at all. So, mm -hmm. and I know, I know the Steam Deck can run both. Can run Mame perfectly and run. Uh, ps2 games so that that's what i'm i'm getting the steam deck basically as a handheld emulator <laughs> that's what i'm saying hell yeah and and, and to play elden ring on because it apparently runs fantastic on the steam that's deck. gonna be cool um yeah. they've been patching the hell out of that game i need to jump back into it um maybe they'll add eventually uh, play eventually i hope so then i would definitely jump into it um, that'd be nice if sean and i could help you out with that yeah but uh, what do you say we take one more break, come back, and finish this thing out strong? All right. Sounds good. All right, everybody. We will be right back with this planned break with more <laughs> booze and games. Hey, everybody. All right. We're back. Um, we were just kind of talking about, you know, this is actually our fourth time recording for episode 14. Um, and we had some news that we talked about in the first couple of recordings, but now that news is old. And yeah. uh, there's not really a whole lot of news right now, not a whole lot of Apex news either. Uh, so I think we're going to go ahead and cut this one because I am tired of recording episode 14. Yeah. Episode 15 is going to be a fucking banger. Uh, yeah. But right now we are about to go stream some Overcooked 2 on twitch.tv slash gaming and drinking. So uh, if you're watching this, listening to this, go check out the Twitch channel and check out uh, that stream because I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Me and Travis trying to strangle each other through uh, the Internet. The internet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that's going to do it. What do you say, Travis? Sounds good to me. I, I'm looking forward to playing some more multiplayer games on, on Twitch. Same. And uh, yeah, join in. Join join, join the conversation. <laughs> uh, Twitch.tv slash gaming and drinking. Uh, yeah. Anyways, guys, cheers to you. Travis, cheers to you. Cheers to the cheers. internet. Cheers to games. Cheers to beer. Uh, anyways, until next time, everybody. Salancha. Ghosts.